welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Bart. It's Monday, and I'm in for Jennifer. Where's Jennifer today? Well, this is like the fifth Monday in a row. Um, she's on a bougie vacation with her friend Kelly. So oh, wow. she was going to send us a uh, video from uh, undisclosed location, but we haven't seen it. So I'm mm. assuming they're having way too much fun. So uh, one of Jennifer's uh, former business partners, Bob Simmons, and his wife Donna Blake Simmons, they watched the morning show on Mondays. Only on Mondays. Only Donna on Mondays. Told me this. She told me to my face. I yeah. only watch on Monday. No, she told me to my face. So. She said. I love the morning show, but only on Mondays. Bye, Donna. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for a minute. We'll see you Sorry, later. Sorry, Donna. Stick, or stick around. You might like today's see show. See you on the streets, Donna. Yeah, we might show a picture of um, Jennifer uh, later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> 66 degrees in Jackson, and it could warm up to 84, and this week is going to be a hot one. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I spent the morning asking people what they're going to do on mm -hmm. uh, Tomorrow and Wednesday, we could have a heat index that gets up into the, uh, the high highs. Uh, is baseball season over, over Brandon? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, so you're going to have to deal with that. Eh, that's not going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what to do. I think just stay inside. Well, I mean, we've been um, complaining that it hasn't yeah. been summer weather yet, and here it is. Here it comes. A uh, chance of some storms and strong winds uh, late this afternoon and this evening, still um, a, poss a strong possibility. So just be aware of that. Uh, big weekend uh, in sports. Miguel Cabrera, they celebrated his 3,000th. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, v Mart surprised him and mm -hmm. uh, presented the ball. So that was uh, very cool. One of Miguel's teammates for seven years. Mm -hmm. It was very cool. They're still playing hockey with uh, 95 degree weather. Stanley Cup finals uh, set. They're just starting the finals. Yeah, I've been uh, watching a, uh, a little bit here and there, and uh, I do know that Tampa Bay is in the finals. Tampa Bay and Colorado. Okay. And Tampa Bay's won the last two years, right, Brandon? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that has not happened. <laughs> Hockey. Since Hockey uh, 1980 to, to have uh, three P. And that three -peat. was the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. 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 See, so, yeah, I am a hockey guy. How about that? Yeah. And um, the, uh, NBA Finals. Yeah, I'm, NBA Finals. Yeah. That series is tied 2-2. The games are so late, though, I just... If it goes seven games, it'll be a two-week series. Is, that, two is series. that something else? Jeez, uh, unbelievable. Oh, they take so much time going back and forth. By the time you get into the game, you got to wait three more days for the next one to be played. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to get into it, but... Oh, well, we had plenty going on this weekend. I think this was the bu busiest uh, weekend. Since last weekend. <laughs> Since last weekend. No, this weekend was very busy. Mm -hmm. This was the busiest weekend. Uh, the Art Beer and Wine was this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and you were there. I was there. Brandon was there. Brandon was there. Yeah. It was um, incredible success by all accounts. Perfect weather. Yeah. They told me before the event started that they were expecting 4,000 to 5,000 people to come try Freddie Dancy's Fancy Butter. Have you had that? I have. I have. It's very good. It's very good. But uh, we were there between um, later dudes, brand new um, food truck making its first appearance at Art Beer cool. Wine. Yeah. Uh, those people aren't affiliated with later dudes. Great pictures, though. Oh, there's Brandon. Oh, look at you, pictures. Brandon. You look like... Great pictures. This is like a paparazzi type deal, like... <laughs> Like you're walking along the Hollywood Boulevard and someone is. 
You do look like a Hollywood celebrity wondering where... Were you guys you arguing? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's my argue face. Yeah. <laughs> but they had uh, more food trucks, more uh, wine, more beer, more artists, more, more, more. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We will be talking to these puppeteers and uh, other uh, vendors, uh, wineries, uh, beer makers yeah. on an upcoming Jackson show. Very so cool. I uh, saw a lot of people. Uh, oh, there's the... Uh, Ogma guys. Yeah, Andrew from yeah. Ogma. Saw a lot of people parking and walking through my neighborhood on Saturday, which is just always <laughs> so fun to see. Um, as I live kind of a cut through to the park, so a lot of people can kind of make their way over from the neighborhoods or park at friends and walk over. It was, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. The walking there was a lot smoother than walking back. I saw some people driving a golf cart down 4th Street um, after the... Uh, yeah, that yeah. well, could have been me, but it wasn't this year. <laughs> but I have done that in the past. On Friday, um, a lot of us were at the Barker Weber anniversary. Mm -hmm. They celebrated... 40 years and uh, had a really nice get together. And Tiki Sam was there. Tiki um, told me on Friday that he was not going to be at Art Beer or Wine. He was planning on it. Yeah. But his uh, food truck wasn't I, ready. You ate a lot of pizza at the Barker Weber event. Oh, you were counting? Well, I'm just, I mean, it was kind of hard not to notice. <laughs> you had at least five slices. Three. Thanks to Barker Weber for picking up the tab on that. There's, uh, there's Bill Barker. What a great celebration. Mm hmm. Beautiful weather for that. Great people, too, right? Oh, they are. Yeah. The giant scissors. Busy pair of giant scissors this year. Oh, wonderful time had by all. Did yeah, you have any good. of the pizza? No, I did have one slice, oh, okay. and uh, my nephew Jim was there, so we took him over to the Kona Ice truck. Your nephew James. Yes, I call him Jim. But we had, uh, he had Kona Ice, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Um, the JDRF One Walk was held on Saturday, and I think you were telling me how many years have you been to this in a row? 24. 24. I missed one year. And Brandon's been 19 years, I think, mm -hmm. in a row. Um, and uh, just another special event. Beautiful weather. Yeah. How much money was raised? Uh, somewhere around 90000 Wow. Yeah. So they're, they're still adding it up. It's uh, far different from the days where um, people would come in with bags of money. Right. And they had a table counting money. It's all done online now. So they had a bunch of um, youngsters who are uh, JD1 patients, and they um, got a chance to get on stage with Bob Kraft. Steve Tucker has also been there just about every year singing mm -hmm. the national anthem, except the one year he forgot. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. <laughs> But yeah, nice turnout. Thanks to everyone who participated and uh, raised money on that. This is one of the uh, nationwide, the one, one of the um, best walks in uh, JDRF, uh, in the JDRF community. So a lot of kids from Albion College come over every year to uh, support the walk, including Very cool. those guys. Uh, the East Southside Freedom Festival also was taking place over the weekend. We've got some photos from that. And that was at uh, Nora Mormon Plaza. And did you go to this? I didn't get a chance. I, I was trapped at the uh, Art Beer and Wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was uh, this was on Saturday too. There's Hakeem Crampton, and um, this is part of a new uh, Summerfest series that is going on, and um, a lot of opportunities to uh, check out vendors and it's a uh, food. A lot of food. A lot of food. A lot of food. So it was very cool. 
they've got um, two or three more this summer. So okay. if you missed this past Saturday, there are more to come. So head over. It's a great event. They do an awesome job putting this on. There's uh, Imagine Planet. They're always there. Always there, yeah. Ooh. With their reptiles. Well, see, I'm afraid of reptiles. <laughs> oh, there's Calvin Battles. Calvin, I can't go a weekend without seeing Calvin. Jackson District Library always a part of this event. People do shopping. There's um, clothing vendors. A lot of um, local black-owned businesses selling their wares at this Very event. cool. Very cool. More photos from all of those events on our website, jtv.tv, and there's a few that uh, we didn't even show you. Rose Run, yeah. um, all the sports, JTV's Jeff Steers was uh, all over Michigan on um, Saturday with state finals in golf, regionals, and softball, and we'll continue our coverage this week on JTV. Uh, be sure and visit jtv.tv. We have about a dozen photo galleries from the weekend in all, if you uh, want to uh, look at photos, over 2,000 photo galleries and over a million photos online for your perusal at jtv.tv. <laughs> wow. That's, that's great. <laughs> we are uh, we're celebrating Juneteenth uh, along with our friends from Jackson College and Daniel Mahoney has a, uh, one of our first segments and this week, today, excuse me, we are going to Wingity Ants. I'm Daniel J. Mahoney, Mayor of the City of Jackson an executive member of the Jackson County branch, NAACP. This year, as I reflect on what Juneteenth means to me, I'm reminded of the length of time it took for the news to travel. Two and a half years from the passing of the Emancipation Proclamation to the time, two and a half years later, when people in Texas actually got the news. This is what Juneteenth signifies. I also reflect on the two and a half miles per day walk of Opal Lee, the 94-year-old activist who walked across the country from Texas to Washington, D.C. To, to campaign for Juneteenth to become a national holiday. It is an honor to recognize this day both locally and nationally, help lift up the voices, influence, and highlight the struggles and successes of Black-owned businesses right here in Jackson. We had people in from Arkansas the other day, and she said, if I like your chicken, y'all moving to Arkansas. She stood <laughs> up. She said, you're moving to Arkansas. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's what I was telling you. Those are the things. It's not so much as the, the business itself, the money. Yeah. It's the stories you get. It's yeah. the people you run across that mm -hmm. just like good food. And I mean, yeah. It's humbling, you know, it's, it's, it's different, it's fun, you know yeah. what I'm saying? A lot of people do it, you know, to get rich or, you know, you might even have people, I'm not going in there today, I just, but you gotta come in here, because man, it, you, the story, we get something new every day, yeah. every yes. day, and that keeps you just so motivated and so happy, and you look back from the start till now, and we've touched a lot of people, and a lot of people have touched us, for sure, because without them, it wouldn't be no us. We couldn't have these lights on right now.
Thanks to uh, Mayor Mahoney and thanks to uh, Ray Robinson. Have you had those wings yet? No, I'm anxious to try them now after I've seen that. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very good. Very good it's stuff. It's a cool name. Yeah, it is. Wingity Ants. Wingity Ants, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Legendary, legendary food. What? You are going to do something. I was? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot. Today's show is brought to you by Jackson's Playhouse. Book your next birthday party at Jackson's, offering themed party packages. Birthday party options are available to browse. You can even book them online. Visit jacksonsplayhouse.com to reserve your date today. Located in the Ferguson Road Mall near Knight Steakhouse. And I would highly recommend Tuesday and Wednesday visiting Jackson's. They have air conditioning. Yeah, air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, here's something that uh, you might consider for your summer vacation getaway. A stay in the uh, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy Mystery Machine. It is now available on Airbnb. They are partnering with um, Warner Brothers. New movie, uh, 20th anniversary of Scooby-Doo uh, being celebrated this summer. And Matthew Lillard, who starred in the movie as, was he Shaggy? I think so. Yes. He looks like your nephew, Stephen. Yeah. So um, you can stay. It's only $20 a night. And you can stay um, any one of three nights. But you get a book starting Thursday at 1 p.m. at Airbnb.com. Oh, wow. It's, so it's a lottery. So they will select um, three people. And you get all-you-can-eat snacks. Matthew Lillard will be providing you with a virtual welcome. So oh, wow. That's nice. They'll pop a tape into the cassette <laughs> very nice very nice that's cheap though have you seen the cost yeah. of hotel rooms i mean it looks like it'd be pretty cool but you're gonna fly to california because you're not going to be able to drive it around it's parked yeah. there's probably no engine in it have you looked at the cost of flights to california lately rut row you know i'm going there thank god i paid for the plane tickets months ago suggestion <laughs> book your um rental car first and rental cars are cheaper downtown than they are at the airport. We've got a little rental car situation in my traveling party uh -huh. uh, because one of my friends, you know, refused to book the rental car. Like I told him months ago, thinking that, you know, it was 2019. So now we're in a little bit of an issue. And uh, gas is going to be $11 a gallon when we're out there. So we're looking forward to that fun trip. Book your rental car first. And then when you're at the counter, negotiate hard line. No, that does not work at all. <laughs> Guess how far of a drive I have to my destination once I get to California. I don't know. It's like three hours from anywhere. It, three and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep a tally of all the gas and and all the fuel costs. Yeah, so. send some pictures and stuff too. I will. Yeah. Uh, can you hear Brandon? At I all? can't hear. I him can't. At all. We can't hear you. No, at all, Brandon. I'm sorry. 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 No, I can't hear at all. Um, the Concord Classic Weekend is June 24th and 26th. They're going to have a kids' carnival, home run derby, car show. Um, Concord Classic Weekend on Facebook or Concord Classic on Twitter. Contact Matt Lehman. They're also going to have a huge fireworks show Saturday night. And uh, ask me how big of a show. How big is the fireworks show? $15,000 big. Wow. Yes. In Concord. That's right. Awesome. Uh, and the Michigan Theater is announcing this morning that the kids' summer movies are back. They start next week. And the uh, first movie is Minions, which happens to be um, Brandon's son's, Barrett's favorite film. Very cool. 
We'll see if we can uh, get Next you week. into that. Tuesday, um, Wednesday, and Thursday, thanks to the Kiwanis Club, uh, the Michigan Theater, and the other sponsors, it's a uh, dollar admission. Who's on the show today? Today, we have Antonio Parker from the MLK Center, and he'll join us right after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. Now in their third generation of being family owned and operated, they pride themselves on offering high quality name brand furniture at affordable prices. Thanks to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. Joining us now is the director of the Martin Luther King Jr. Center for the city of Jackson, Antonio Parker. Good morning, Antonio. Morning, how are you guys? We're doing really well, how are you? Not too bad, busy. Busy, so <laughs> I was enjoying today not uh, driving my daughter to school for the first time since summer. Me but too. Uh, <laughs> that means that uh, kids have a lot of time this summer. It means you're busy. Yes, it means me. I get even busier in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm able, my wife's a teacher at Hunt, so she's on a balanced calendar. Okay. So my schedule is still kind of the same. I, I got to deal with the kids in the morning. <laughs> and so uh, right now, fortunately, they still get to go to their grandma's, which, nice. is a, which is an easy fit. But for two weeks after the kids get out and then two weeks before kids go back, my, my schedule still is the same. So I get a six-week window in the summertime where I don't have to worry about the kids. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just before the uh, pandemic, Jackson College uh, began a series of classes yes. at the MLK Center, and then, boom, uh, the pandemic. We, we, pandemic hit, and that shut down everything, honestly. And so now we're going to head back to getting back to normal. And so Jackson College is coming back to the King Center this fall. Uh, classes will begin in September, and so we got some registrations happening in July. Uh, both of those are Friday the 8th, and in August, uh, there's one 2 to 5, and another one, the last one in August is 9 to 1. And so the class is going to be a 19-credit uh, entrepreneurship class, uh, two entrepreneurship classes, and then one English class. And so those classes will start, I'm sorry, they didn't start in September, they're going to start in August, the very end of August through, and they're going to run like the cohorts, so cool. August through like October, and then October through December. Who are these uh, classes for? Anyone? Anyone. Anyone that wants to get back in school. And so it has been, it has been uh, a refreshing sight to see uh, faces coming down mm -hmm. to do those kind of things. And so we got some great things happening at the King Center, man, and, it, and it's really awesome right now. Yeah. Last year, uh, baseball was, was new for you guys. It, yes. it, it, had, it, it had been a part of the city uh, back in the day, but you guys brought it back as a camp last year. And it's more than a camp this year. Yeah, so last year uh, it was a camp, and I convinced my, my supervisor to help me uh, make it into a league, uh, Kelly Hoover, and uh, her husband, Chris Hoover, who's the head baseball coach. And so Dave Rodriguez is a softball coach. So we've decided this year to bring it back as a league. Cool. And registrations are rolling in quite a bit here. And so we're planning to start practices next week, and then games are going to start uh, July 9th, that Saturday. So cool. games are going to be on Saturday. It's a five-week season. But it gives kids that sweet spot after the little leagues are over, and it's right in that sweet spot of the summer where it's kind of just a five or six week window where there's no structural right. things going on. And so it gives us a chance to really do it and, and do it okay. And so hopefully we get to the place to where the King Center is a, a location where we use, and maybe at some point we use Parkside also. I like that. That'd be great. This is for any level, any skill. I know. Yeah, so we're going to go from uh, ages five to six for co ed t ball, 
uh, seven and eight-year-old boys uh, coach pitch, nine and 10 minors, and 11 and 12 majors, and then girls, we're gonna do something a little different with girls. It's a seven to 10-year-old coach pitch softball. Okay. And then 11, 12 year old majors if I can get enough girls. Yeah, so nice. six total divisions. I'm hoping to pull off two teams per division and, and roll from there. Yeah, so if you, you know, and no experience required, right? No, no experience yeah. required. Yeah, really, I remember stopping by the kids. There's some that have never touched a bat. Never touched ever. a bat, never touched a, we had kids last year standing on the plate to bat. Oh, I <laughs> so, know kids that have played six years that still stand on yeah, the plate so to bat. Just, just getting back to, uh, just I, I like seeing kids play sports, yeah, multiple sports, sure. you know, uh, obviously basketball is a huge thing at the King Center, but I think I, having those two ball fields in, the, in, in back there need to be used. And I want to see kids playing multiple sports, basketball, soccer, track, tennis, all of it, you name it. Yeah, yeah we used to have uh, two Little League organizations yes. that don't exist anymore on mm -hmm. the south side. And I think yep. So the southeast dissolved about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, and since then we hadn't had baseball. And so that was one of my biggest goals when I took over as a director, uh, was bringing baseball back to the South Side of Jackson. And the field looks great, it's mm -hmm. ready to go. It's ready to go and we're ready to rock. So I'll be looking yeah. forward to seeing a lot of parents and a lot of kids next week. Yeah. Were you a baseball player? Yes, yeah. and so I fancied myself as the next, you know, at the time I was the first baseman when I came <laughs> up. And that we, I played so long ago, exchange was still a baseball oh, yeah. field. And uh -huh. so I played for the Jackson Police Department. And nice. so uh, good times back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many kids um, had that opportunity, but, uh, and I, I think even the Southwest Little League, it seems numbers are Yeah, are I down. think, you know, I mean, it's, parents are so busy that, oh, for um, sure. you know, when you mentioned a, a five-week program, I mean, that's a, that's a sweet spot for parents. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, some, some things are large commitments, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, parents aren't sure, you know, like you said, if your kid hasn't played at all, do I want to get into this big commitment? Oh, for sure. Well, something like a five-week deal is, yep. is perfect, so I think it's the, I think it's parents and busy, 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 busy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So someone that's never been to the King Center, uh, what is, what's it like? What's, uh, what, what time do people, to kids, can they come? How long can they stay? What do they do? What's the, what's the uh, day like? For the summertime? Yeah. yeah. So in the summer program, we start at 8.30 in the morning and we end at 3.30 every day. Uh, breakfast is served at 8.30 to 9 o'clock through JPS and lunch is also served from 11.30 to 12.30 every single day. And so the heart, the sweet spot of our day is about 10 to 2. You know, we got lunchtime and we got kids in and out. And then about 2 o'clock, the, the, the numbers start to kind of go back down because parents are getting off work and kids are in and out. So a day is at the King Center is typical. You know, we do, we want, do our wake up warm up at 9 and then we do our laps around that. We make sure kids go a mile every day around the track every single day. Mm -hmm. And then about 10 to about 2.30 is most of our structured activities kind of throughout the whole campus and in the building. So kids are on the move about every hour mm -hmm. and we're moving and shaking and then about about, like I said, about 2.33 o'clock, it starts to wind down, and our day ends about 3.30. That's very cool. The uh, place is open for anyone. The place is open for anyone. Right? And so we have, um, our program is ages 5 to 14, and then uh, we actually have our staff orientation when I leave here. <laughs> so oh, I got <laughs> staff orientation this week, uh, Monday through Thursday, and so got to get those staff ready for all those wonderful kids that's about to come see me next week. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your favorite part about the uh, summer at the King Center? Honestly, it's gonna be really simple. The favorite part about the summer program is watching the kids come in every day with a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. and, and I get it all, so I'll get it all year long asking when the program's gonna begin. And so like right now we're in that, I call it a law period where we're kind of getting ready for the summer program, which is time for me to kind of like get my hair back together and kind of like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> and so uh, favorite part of the summer program is watching smiling faces come in that door every single day. Oh, everything's beautiful. All yeah. the renovations have been completed. Yes. There's, uh, there's more room, more, more uh, 
uh, equipment. Uh, yep. It's really set up to For do sure. a lot of things all, all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and we had, so <laughs> with all the supply chain issues, we, I did, we do a big order every year through SNS, and so I didn't get my order until September of last year. That's crazy. So we spent most of our summer last year operating off of old stuff before the pandemic. And so uh, program ends, and then in September, here comes four, five, six boxes of these big old shipments. Oh, that's and so this year, I didn't really have to order nothing at all because it's still, it was still sitting in boxes all year long. And so looking forward to a normal summer where yes, we actually have sure. our equipment. And once again, for those interested in the classes, the Jackson College campuses at the King Center, there are several information sessions coming up uh, yet this month. We've already had a couple, or uh, actually July will be the next info sessions mm -hmm. and then in August, but the classes start in September and you can register right now. Yeah, you can, and you can come and register and get it. It's a one-stop shop. They can register financial aid, all of the above. So literally, they don't have to go anywhere else. Awesome. Great to see you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you again. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, Antonio Parker is the director of the City of Jackson's Martin Luther King Center. Stay tuned. Up next, Kelly Hoover, who heads up Jackson's Parks and Rec, joins us after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Don't miss the 2022 Juneteenth Community Celebration. And it is a two-day event, Friday and Saturday, downtown Jackson. Friday, local law enforcement and community leaders so we'll have a social justice and criminal just reform panel, and that's at the Michigan Theater. Doors open 9.30 a.m. Program is at 10. Friday evening, a Black History stage play, 1619, Welcome to America. That's at Michigan Theater. Doors at 6. Saturday, there'll be a resource fair, job fair, and kids zone, and that is 2 p.m. downtown at the True Community City Square. There'll be uh, food trucks and vendors on hand, and... Motown R&B and gospel music. And again, this is a free community event. We will, uh, we will be there and hope to see you there with us. The director of the city of Jackson's parks, recreation and cemeteries, our next guest, Kelly Hoover. Hi Kelly. Hi guys, Hi. how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Kelly was also our host, co-host. <laughs> with Christy Dillon of the Rose Parade. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for having us. I think Christy and I have probably had a little too much fun doing it. I thought like, you were gonna say something else. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a great time. It was really fun. Um, and being live was a, a different feel to it, but it was kind of nice, like as it's happening, you can yeah. talk about it. And then um, received a lot of feedback uh, through social media, like the people that couldn't come out to the parade for different reasons, yeah. they could watch from home. Uh, really like that experience yeah. of the live event. You know, they could see their grandkids or whatever in the parade as it is happening. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a neat. Sorry we didn't tell you it was live. That's okay. It was very, <laughs> as I said, very, very live. Very, here we go. <laughs> so it, it was fun. It was really great. Kelly, I uh, just got done coaching uh, another year of rec soccer. Yeah. And I think the Saturday morning at the soccer fields is probably one of my favorite things about Jackson. It 100%. just is. And it's because of the amount of people and... 
Um, coming out of the pandemic, you guys had a record year in soccer, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and right now we're feeling it too. We're getting ready for those summer programs, and people are coming not registering for one program; they're registering for multiple programs, and that's kind of a great experience mm -hmm. to see. Um, the thing about like I'm not I'm totally with you on that experience um, being like in the you know I've done it a little bit of everything in the yeah. office and I still like to go out into the programs because that's where you get the good feel yeah. of the results of the programs uh, and see I think people think I'm crazy but that fall soccer on um, when cross country is pulling out and we're doing the same you know soccer going we got like 8,000 people in the park I'm just sitting out there going this is the best thing yeah. ever that we can house all this at the one time and I think it's great I think people are really anxious um, to be involved and do things and events that like from graduation to different events that I've gone to, if you can just tell people are excited to have that yeah. little bit of opportunity to get out and do some things. You know what's missing? A donut truck or a coffee cart. Someone could oh. make a uh, let's make a yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's why don't we sort this out now? Yeah. What why 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 can't we have food trucks at the soccer? Well, you know, I don't think it's against doing that. I think it's I'm just a process. That. Well there's a process to go through. Yeah. Uh, for years and years and years, um, when I was doing it I guess a really long time ago now. <laughs> um, I don't want to put that time frame out there. But um, when I was doing it, the Jackson High School soccer teams provided the uh, concessions as part of their fundraiser for their group, uh, and they haven't done that in a little while because they, you know, the people are busy in COVID yeah. and stuff like that. But no, definitely, I think it would just have to be done right uh, yeah. and safely uh, because you know. Um, once a blue moon, we'd have like a ice cream truck come through, and I'm like, not right now in oh, the parking yeah. lot. People are like darting <laughs> yeah. and the kids and stuff. So it had to be done in a right way, but I don't think that that's. Uh, I think that's something that can be done. We'll get you some donuts and coffee. There well, you, go. you know, that's yeah. an easier thing to do. The city is food truck friendly, and the food vendors Very? have told sure. us that they'd yeah. love to be in Jackson. So it's only a matter of time where someone's going to recognize an opportunity and then go through the proper channels. Exactly. And, uh, yep. And it's. Uh, I think that that's a great. I think it's a great new thing that we can do. You know, now you're seeing food trucks everywhere, and it's, yeah. I think it's great. We've got the uh, Al Glick football camp this weekend. You guys yes. have named your baseball league after Al mm -hmm. Glick. I know um, Al's very important to uh, you and the program. Yes. And yeah. uh, well, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you at this event. Yes, um, I'm handling the registration portion of that, or helping out, I should say, not handling. Uh, Rebecca Armstrong and through Alro is doing a great job getting everything or organized in the legacy. Um, group and so it's obviously more special than before um, you know Al I, I'm glad I could count him as a good friend um, really just his foresight of the care for the community was so large and so big and to have this uh, after him and having him be a part of uh, the future in his own way and his family within the programming we were at a baseball game um, Al, Al came up to Jackson High School to watch a baseball game and uh, I'm sitting in the stands and he's like you know how come there's not this or that and I said you know not as many kids are you know some kids are not playing sports or playing mm -hmm. baseball and he's like what are we gonna do what, what are we gonna do and so he and I and Chris sat down um, and talked about uh, doing a camp at the King Center for free uh, and it was a hit people came we had equipment uh, we had everybody had little Alro hats mm -hmm. and um, and it was a hit and you know I think you have trends in recreation and society that trends and trends you know in the 60s and 70s and 80s it was you know it was in your neighborhood mm -hmm. and then it trended away from that and now it's trending and you have to have things that are in your neighborhood that you can walk to that are accessible for experience mm -hmm. uh, and exposure has changed because in physical education in the elementary school is limited now I think I don't know what exactly it is maybe a day a week or whatever yeah. So those exposures that we had growing up um, through our physical education or other programs um, 
aren't as available. That's uh, a great point. Yeah, and so making making sure that we're doing programs that are accessible and walking distance and have equipment uh, there, because baseball is not, uh, it's a very expensive sport to do. And how can we make that, how can we cut that in half yeah. and make it better for people? Yeah, we know the business of uh, travel sports, money keeps uh, growing even though yeah. uh, participant patient numbers are down a little bit. It's, it's weird how that, uh, how that math works out. But um, yeah, the recreation departments, like you said, in your own hometown and neighborhood, and you're participating with kids that you're going to grow up with, mm -hmm. go to school with, potentially yep. um, work with someday. It's, it's just, it's... And that's it's always been key. my thing. Like you, you're getting to know somebody from the other side of town that you right. might have never met before because they don't live in your neighborhood, you know. And I think that you're exactly right. And forever, there's a um, institute in Florida. It's called the National Alliance of Youth Sports. And for years, I've been saying they've been telling you the stats are going to be that the sports are going to drop off because it ceases to be fun at some point right. when you're when you're jumping in, you know, really big and not trying. And when you talk to like. Um, uh, you know, D1 coaches and all these people that are recruiting athletes, they want to see an athlete that is doing multiple sports, not just one necessarily, mm -hmm. and, and have a love for sports in general. Um, so the statistics are on that side of it, but society hasn't caught up with that statistic yeah, yet. Yeah, that's right. Do you want to play baseball in your own neighborhood, or do you want to spend the weekend at the Southgate Best Western? <laughs> it is Woodhaven Best Western, <laughs> and I didn't stay there. <laughs> he was like, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, but you know, you, you go around, your, your kids have uh, grown up, and mm -hmm. are they, is one a senior already? Well, uh, yeah, Gabe is a senior now, and Colin just graduated from oh Jackson gosh, High. Oh my amazing. Yeah, but. and they were... Um, you know, a rarity in the sense that they were three sport athletes yeah. and uh, that wasn't something necessarily saw, but they truly were recreation department kids growing up through the system. Um, and I think had a good exposure. I think that, um, that, you know, that elusiveness of a college scholarship is something that comes however you do it. So the pool, it's going to be hot pool, this week. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. But uh, we got to wait a little while for the pool to open. Yes, Nixon Park, we love it, and we're so excited to be back this year. Um, and it's just facts that are affecting you in your grocery store or your local mm -hmm. you know, convenience store or, or gas station. We uh, are waiting for some equipment to show um, that is delayed by shipping. Mm. Uh, we are, I'm pretty excited to announce, if you haven't already heard, which you may have, is that we're doing a relationship and partnership with the YMCA. Yes. Um, I met with Shauna and just was like, hey, we can't compete for the same lifeguard because lifeguards don't exist. Right. And how are we going to get more people to lifeguard? So uh, it's been a great partnership between the two of us. We're training lifeguards as we speak, I think, today. Um, and getting things ready for the pool. So we should be ready by the 27th if everything comes in the way it's supposed to and people can get back in and, and have some fun and splash around. Yeah, and the, the facility wasn't open for a few years too. Right. So there's, you That's know. That's facility is being closed for a few years is a hard, hard gotta, on the facility. Yeah, and so, paint the pool. Yeah, and we're, we're painting the pool. And, and with a pool, um, if you have one at home, you realize how hard that is. Um, you have to start with step one. You know, you clean it and you paint it and then you fill it, and then you see if the pumps work, and then you get it certified. So there's so many steps to get it going. Yeah, you don't um, just fill it with water no, and jump No, there's so many steps. Um, so we're looking forward to being back at the pool this summer, and if people can just be patient with us, we're waiting for our shipments, and we'll open up as soon as we can on the 27th. How old do you have to be to be a lifeguard? You know, usually high school, 14 or 15. 14, I love 14 15. or 15 year olds because they, hopefully they stay with you for quite a while. I always recommend, and one of our supervisors this year, Jordan Beal, is one of those young ladies that came through the program mm -hmm. um, and got her lifeguarding in, like basically runs the pools in Marquette, Michigan um, when she goes to college. And um, I always tell kids that you can't get a better 
job in, in high school and college and being a lifeguard because no city, county, um, state, everybody is looking for lifeguards because yeah. there isn't any. Um, like Chicago, I think they pay near $32 an hour to get Southern, their lifeguard. Southern California, there are lifeguards making $500,000 a year. 100%. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy, it's but you can't get people. And you're going to go, wherever you go to college or wherever you live, you're going to get a job because yeah. people need you. And you're going to get paid well. Yeah, and at a young age, at too. A, so yeah, start exactly. Making money now. Yeah. Exactly. Are you doing swim lessons? Swim lessons start next week. We're pretty excited. You can register at the YMCA. We're again partnering with them on our swim lessons this year. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting partnership, and we're going to do them at Parkside Pool. Um, our information's on our website at cityofjackson.org if you want some more information, but it's uh, it's going to be exciting. What about the Jackson High new pool? Yeah, they were just doing some work on it this mm -hmm. summer, so we'll go back over that way once it's opened. Cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the camps that uh, I'm a large fan of is the Corey Pryor Track and Field Camp, and that uh, deadline to sign up for that is Thursday. Yes. And I think people need to realize that Corey's the fastest person in the history of the state in the 100 meter dash, and he's right here in town, and gets to coach the right. kids. Right, and he's an amazing coach. Like, and I would say, I would dare to say, one of our most popular summer programs. Um, but there was a lot of good summer, like the MLK Center program. Yeah. But the kids that come out of the track and field camp have such a positive experience and fun. Like that's the big thing, right? Fun yeah. for, and so that's kind of a neat thing to see. Kelly, thanks for uh, coming in today and thanks, thanks. for uh, everything you do for us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. Kelly Hoover from the City of Jackson Parks, Recreation, Cemeteries and Grounds. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. It's time now for a visit with Experience Jackson and Rachel Buchanan takes us to Sandhill Crane Vineyards. It's time for another visit with Experience Jackson. I'm Rachel Buchanan, and today we are out at Sandhill Crane Winery with Holly. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. <laughs> it's an absolutely beautiful time of year out, out right now, and it's the time to experience something different. Now, you're a little off the beaten path, yeah. and that is mm -hmm. some of the beauty of what you'll find here, because uh, you have to drive through the trees, through a few back roads, and all of a sudden, it's just this shining light of a place. <laughs> with this beautiful porch here. And I know it's something that if you've never been to a tasting room or something like that before, might be a little out of your league. You might not be familiar with it. So mm -hmm. if people are watching right now and they're not familiar with that, what could they expect if they were to come here for something yeah. like that? So, you know, we like to be really, really casual. Um, so you can come out here. It doesn't matter if you've ever been to a tasting room. You just come out and enjoy yourself. Um, so what you can expect out here is we have a beautiful porch. You can sit out on the porch. Even if it's a little chilly, we have fire pit tables. Um, but it's getting so nice right now. Um, we do not do traditional tasting. We do flights 
and wine by the glass, wine by the bottle, sangrias, and slushies. So we have a ton of options along with food. Um, but you can stroll around the property. We have grapes. Um, right now, the vines are just barely budding out, so they're really pretty and really cute to look at. Um, we do ask that you don't touch them because they're very delicate at this stage, um, but they're lovely. And we even have some outdoor games. We have cornhole. We have live music on Friday night and on some Saturdays. So we have a lot going on. Great. So we want to talk about the drinks. We also want to talk about the food. Mm -hmm. um, very popular right now, especially in my table. You know, what I have guests over hospitality thing right now is charcuterie boards. And you guys, you guys are getting a lot of attention for what you do with that. Yes. So our charcuterie boards are kind of our star right now. And the main reason is it also goes with the wine. So I love food and wine pairing. It is one of my passions. We kind of get our crew together and we sit down and we try some, some of the foods on the charcuterie and then we taste some wines and we say, what goes? well with this and so you can find anything that goes you know anything on the charcuterie will go well with with a glass of wine um, we have two of them right now we have the traditional meat meat and cheese charcuterie and we have a vegetarian one as well and a lot of the things on the board are made from scratch in fact everything that we possibly can in the cafe is made from scratch so Wow, that's amazing, yeah. actually. And so if you were to have um, a, a sweet tooth, <laughs> is, yes. is there a drink that might be good or might be recommended here? Yeah, we have some dessert wines. We have some lovely ones. Um, I am a fan of ports, which is a traditional, um, we can't technically call it port because it has to be made in Portugal to call it that name, but we can say it's a port style. So um, I make those um, in the traditional method that they use in Portugal, but using the grapes that we have available here. They're a little bit sweeter. They pair beautifully with chocolate. Absolutely wonderful. So it's a really nice way to finish off your meal or your evening. Yeah. And as far as, oh, sorry. I was going to say, what doesn't go good yeah, with chocolate? doesn't go good with chocolate? Yeah. And as far as uh, sweeter things in the cafe, Lori, our cafe manager, is a baker and she's phenomenal. So we always have some kind of yummy baked good. Excellent. Now, it's not just wines either. I hear there's some beer here as well. Yeah. So we also have a brewing license and we make the beer on property as well. Um, we have anywhere from like three to five different beers, depending on you know what we have in stock right now. So let's say someone is celebrating a special occasion. Uh, they want to come here and enjoy themselves. What would you recommend? Kind of lay out an itinerary for them. How would they spend their evening? It depends on what the occasion is. We've had a lot of proposals and engagements and things like that. And sometimes if people call ahead, we'll do something special for them. We'll have like a little table, you know, that they can sit at or they can stroll through the vineyard. We've had people have like a little photographer while they're doing the actual, you know, proposal. But really, you can come in. Um, for an evening you don't there's no rush to get out of here you can stay you can listen to the music you can enjoy the food you can get a bottle of wine for the entire summer we are open late on Friday nights um, till 10 o'clock we have music from 6 to 9 the cafe is open till 930 so you can come and get whatever you want and you can enjoy the music and now we're here with Lori, the cafe manager, and I'm excited to talk to you. You, you deal with all the sweets and treats inside. Tell yeah. me what you love about working here oh with that. Gosh. That's one of the things I love the most is baking all the treats, and um, I really love to bake and all the desserts and, and actually all the food here I like. To, I, like I like bringing it to the table and everybody oohing and eyeing and everybody enjoying themselves, and so that's 
really what keeps me going. Very cool. Now, do you have a background or someone special that influenced you that gave you a love for this kind of work? Um, my family, they're all big cooks. So, yeah, I, I like the creative part of it. We're all very creative. And just the way that I tend to be creative is with cooking. So. Now, what are what are a couple examples of your favorite things that you make behind these walls for oh people? Oh gosh, the cheesecake, absolutely. Um, we always do cookies. Um, the sandwiches are really good. I love the Maz personally. Myself is my favorite. I love everything. <laughs> I'm not picky. It's not hard to yeah. please me. And I'm sure that you've had some great interactions with people who come into town to be able to experience everything here. Oh, yeah. Do you have any favorite stories or things that people will say when they walk in, things they're surprised by? Well, or they're always curious to see what's on the bakery counter, what, what we have um, as far as desserts go. Um, but I, I just love our, our customers that come in. Everybody's usually always so lovely, and it's, it's great to talk to people and share, you know, what they love and what I love and so I get a lot asked a lot for recipes and stuff like that so I enjoy talking to people about it and finally we're with Dylan the tasting room manager here uh, it sounds like you've got a really fun room to do your thing in right oh yeah and everyone's always really nice when you have all the wine <laughs> That's true. You get them at their best point. Mm -hmm. um, now, earlier, before we recorded, you were back here doing some fancy little mixes and tests and things. Um, what kind of things do you like to do, and what kind of joy do you find in this work here? Uh, so one of my favorite things about working here is I get to come up with, like, crafty little cocktail recipes. Um, I do a different sangria every month, usually very seasonal. And I also uh, decide what goes into the slushy machine during the summer. You are popular in the, in the summer months here. Um, what is, what's probably your favorite um, mix that you've come up with? Uh, I think it was one of the first ones I did was a strawberry and basil sangria. Mm. So we did a fresh strawberry puree and I made a basil simple syrup in-house. We paired it with a semi-sweet rosé and it was just so good. Now, when people come here to visit, of course, mm -hmm. they're coming to enjoy food and drink and atmosphere and everything. Uh, what's your favorite part about this place? Uh, I really love the atmosphere out here. I live closer to the city, so I kind of get that in my home life, but I get to come to work every day and be like out in this like beautiful, like natural environment, mm -hmm. and I find that like so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Anything else you'd like to share with people about what's so great about this place? Uh, I'm really proud working here because we do everything we can in-house. Uh, we make all of our own beer, we do all of our own wine. Um, everything starts from the most base, from scratch principles that we can, and we put a whole, whole lot of love into what we produce and sell here. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show. I know you're a big uh, fan of the Disney experience, I Disney. Uh, well, I 
did. The um, Southern California Disney, Disneyland, mm -hmm. they opened up a new um, attraction, the Avengers, oh. uh, a whole campus, and there was an incident uh, over the weekend with the uh, Spider-Man attraction, and uh, I think we have, yep, here it is. Uh, so crowds gather to watch Spider-Man flinging through the air and landing on the... Oh, Oops. dear Lord. So I've seen this in person. I, I was at um, Disneyland. Can we, can we see it again? That was nice. You know, it's, I did, when I saw this, the uh, report did not say that was a, a robot. I thought it was a man. So when you're there in person, you can tell it's a uh, robot. So with the pandemic, they've gone away from these fast passes. So uh -huh. there's two major rides at Disneyland. One is that, and you get in this queue. So everyone's waiting, and you're kind of entertained by that before you go in. So mm. yeah, I'm really proud of that, that I've done that. <laughs> uh, cheaply built. Um Roof, yeah, that and was. then you it's go like, in the ride, and it's like, it's just like one of those rides that moves slowly, and like the graphics move around you. So you're like, it's neat if you're a kid, but if you're an adult, it's like this most of the, yeah, I think most of the Disney rides are designed for uh, parents to take naps on. Yeah, you can uh, you can usually fit three to four on a uh, Disney ride, which is uh, nice. Very nice. Hey, join us tomorrow morning. We'll have Angela Klein and uh, Charlie Brenner with us. We'll also have Wendy Clow and a JPS Believe the Hype with oh. Christianetti and Jen Coppin, who's a uh, teacher at the 4th Street Learning Center. And later today, uh, join us. We have Mayor Daniel Mahoney. Uh, Kelly Crum will be talking about Juneteenth. Also, Kelly Burr Coughlin from ShopRat. Aaron Demick, Frank Murdoch, Mark Carpenter, and Claudina Kestner all this afternoon. We'll see you then.